of bats and blobs this week. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. Welcome to the lab. I'm Professor Theo, broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in downtown Splendid, West Virginia. Thank you for joining me yet again for this episode, and this episode's a little bit different. Many of our stories have revolved around the extraordinary kids of Splendid, but I haven't shared many stories of the amazing non-human figures. I mean, you have met Cole, the race car driving cat. And I told you about Axel and his giant bugs. And you've met Barnum, the detective dog. But most of our stories have revolved around kids like the kid superheroes, the kid space force, the kid detectives, those time-traveling teens, computer whiz kids Tanner and Max, and more. This week is for those bat lovers and blob lovers out there. The Bat Band. When it is late at night and very dark, a group of musical mammals fly. They call themselves the Bat Band. Dougie is a fruit bat. He dines on delicious dates. Benny is a big brown bat. He keeps the insects away from Betty Baker's back porch. And there's Iggy, the Indiana bat, who inhabits an immense forest. Now and then the three get together to play some super cool tunes. Dougie sings and strums guitar. Benny plays the saxophone. Iggy bangs on the drums. They enjoy playing together. Making music is fun. And spending time with friends is exciting, too. The Bat Band never imagined that they would make a big splash in the music biz, but that is just what happened. The big break came when they were asked to play a concert at the club Echo Location, named for the high-pitched sounds bats make to figure out their location. The band was set. The crowd was ready. But there was a problem. Dougie froze. I'm scared, he said. You have played these bat band songs over and over again, Benny replied. You'll be great. But that was just with you guys. I've never performed for an audience before. What if they don't like me? Dougie said. Iggy jumped in. So what if they don't? Big deal. You do your thing. We love it. They will too. And if they don't, then they just don't know what's good. That helped Dougie feel better. Benny said, let's do it. Iggy followed close behind. They were both on stage now. Would Dougie overcome his stage fright and join them? He sure did. A few seconds later, Dougie appeared. They played all their favorite songs, including Keepers of the Night, a reference to their nocturnal habits, and Mosquitoes in the Wind, a tune about Benny's favorite insect treats. The audience loved it, so they sang on. 
The set list also included Hanging Upside Down, a slow song about bats' sleeping habits, and a fast-paced song called Over 1,000, about the number of different bat species that existed. Can you believe there are that many different types of bats worldwide? The more they sang, and the more the audience applauded, the better Dougie felt about being able to overcome his nervousness and go out in front of that crowd. He was having fun. They all were. The night was almost over. Morning was near. The bats cheered their new favorite band, the Bat Band, one final time, and then everyone flew home. Dougie, Benny, and Iggy parted ways, but promised to meet back up soon. We got big things ahead of us, Iggy said as he flew off. Good day, Benny said as he took to the air. Good day, Dougie said to both of them, and thank you, we did great. As Dougie hung upside down that morning, nestled deep in his cave, he thought about his friends, their songs, the applause of the crowd, and how good it all felt. Then he nodded off to sleep and dreamt sweet musical dreams. Do you have bats where you live? We have a great many of them here in West Virginia. We have a lot of blobs, too. Do you have blobs where you live? We have a great many of them, especially in nearby Beautyville. And there's a good reason for that. Big Blue and the Land of Beauty. Big Blue, a dark blue blob, was banned and ordered to live beyond the boundary of his dreary homeland, Bottomsville. But why must I leave? A blustered Big Blue asked in disbelief. You are different, Blue, ordered the green leader. This land is only for greens now. No blues are allowed anymore. Now go. This hurt, as Big Blue didn't feel any different. We may look different, but aren't we all the same inside? The green leader did not answer. He simply commanded Big Blue to leave. Big Blue obeyed, abandoned his home, and began the long journey to an unknown destination. Big Blue left Bottomsville, new land of the green blobs, and after much trekking came upon another town. This town was full of red blobs, and they were a particularly mean bunch. Big Blue, being different, was not welcomed there either. Big Blue came across a town called Belowsville, where gray blobs seemed to live in peace and harmony, but only with other grays. They didn't want a Big Blue blob around. Would no one accept Big Blue for who he was? Just when all seemed quite helpless, as things sometimes do, Big Blue came across a town called Beautiesville. Beautiesville was quite different from any other town Big Blue had seen. It was full of color, rich and vibrant. Blobs of all shapes and sizes and colors, pink, purple, red, green, gray, and much more, walked and worked and stayed and played joyfully with one another. Nobody scowled or growled at Big Blue just because of the way he looked. 
In fact, he found a great many blobs to be interested in who he was. They wondered at Big Blue's story. One blob named Sky, a lovely shade of the heavens, asked Big Blue, didn't you want to give up? I did at times, Big Blue admitted. But I knew if I pushed on, everything would be better on the other side. The other side of what? Sky questioned. I don't know. Maybe here. Maybe this. This is definitely the other side of something. The opposite of what I left, for sure. Big Blue was overjoyed to learn that many of his new multicolored blob friends had arrived here on similar circumstance, once citizens of lands that did not welcome them because of their color. The more they all shared their tales, the better and the more at home Big Blue felt. Indeed, he had found a new home, one where all blobs lived by the golden rule to treat others as you would want to be treated. It was quite simple, really. And Big Blue was sure he'd be happy here in the land of Beautiesville. I hope you enjoyed this week's stories, listeners. I must confess, I haven't been 100% truthful with you. I have secrets of my own that I've kept. And it may be that I do know a little bit more about the strange happenings of this town than I have let on. Perhaps it's time for me to tell you my story. It will have to wait till next week, though. We're out of time for episode 22. I'll be back next week. Until then, have a wild and wonderful one, listeners. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a bat. Or a blob. Or a bug. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.